Welcome everyone to another episode of Full Definition, where we're exploring the fullness of life that Jesus talks about when he says, the reason that he came was that we, that's everyone, might have full life, life to the full. And here at FD, we're looking at what does that actually mean? Like, what does that look like? Like, how can we get more of that in our everyday lives? And today we are talking about hope. That's right, hope. And I've been really looking forward to getting to this episode. I've been really looking forward to talking about this because I've seen the difference it makes to my day. You know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I've kind of got what I call like average hope. It's it's yeah, medium hope. It's there. Like I've got hope and that, you know, it's going to be a good day. And I wake up and it's like, yeah, I go through the day. And as, as I'm going through, it's like I've still got that hope and I see Things are actually working out, and it's a good day. And I'm like, okay, can I get to the end of the day? And I'm like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. You know? And I, that's okay. Um, and I have mo- most of my days are kind of like that. But some days, I wake up, and maybe I hear something, or I read something from the Bible, and I'm like, filled with hope. And then, and then I, I'm like, whoa, today especially is going to be amazing. There's just an expectation within me that supercharge that is like, this is gonna be amazing. And then I go through the day and I'm like, this is amazing. And you know, sometimes as I'm going through the day, I'm sending messages to some of my friends going, this is amazing, like today is going so well. And you can kind of tell when I'm on that sort of like, I started the day filled with hope and so excited. And it's that expectation. And as you go through the day, it's there and it's building and it sort of remains and it kind of gives you this like, confidence almost the energy with which you go through the day is so different it's like the difference between just walking and then you know bounce like when you bounce through the day you're like "Mm." you know you got that swag almost and it's kind of like yeah i got this woo the super excitement energy and it's like yes and then you go through the day and i just see like when i have those days i'm like this is amazing i want more of these days and i'm like yes come on we all need days like these And I can so easily let myself get carried away in the excitement, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to back up now and just set out what we're talking about. What is hope? I think hope is expectation that something will happen or it's the expectation of something we desire coming to us or happening in the circumstances around us at some point in the future. Right, and there are two things that I want to point out here. They might seem obvious to everyone, but just two things I want to point out here about hope. The first is hope is future focus, right? I can't have hope for something in the past. So I can hope that something will happen. Like, for example, I hope that when I'm 80, 90, I'm still able to cycle, run, lift weights, and do all that kind of stuff, right? That, that's hope for the future, and I'm not close to it. To 80 or 90. <laughs> Not yet. And then the other thing about hope is that there is an object of the hope. Like there's a focus of it. So I, I, I have hope that something. You know, I have hope that da 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 It's just, you don't just have aimless hope. I can't just be like, I have hope. In, in what? That what? The, the, you know, there, there has to be that focus. So hope, there's always an object and a focus of hope. And again, you know, my, my, my focus was, the fitness that I will have at that time when I'm 80, 90. Okay, so another thing to mention here is that in some cases there is a time frame for hope. I guess what I mean. As an example, I could have hope that I will be on the Forbes 40 under 40 list at some point in the future. 
But if that hope hasn't materialized by the time I hit 40, then that hope kind of expires. And in other cases, there isn't a specific point in time where the hope expires. We can just keep hoping. And it's amazing when that's the case, right? Like, for example, someone could hope that their relationship with their father is restored and they are reconciled. And as long as the two of them are alive, there is still hope. Now, as amazing as hope is, and as excited as I am about it, as you can tell, I think we have to take a real holistic view on hope here. And we have to admit that hope isn't always directed at good things, right? And it is possible for someone to hope for something bad to happen. Like in this scenario where perhaps I've done something wrong and I feel bad about it and I'm feeling guilty and then then I'm hoping somewhere, somehow something bad will happen to me so that it somehow within me balances the scales, right? That's one scenario. Or maybe another scenario, maybe someone has done something bad to me and I feel wronged and I'm hoping that something bad will happen to them because they deserve it, right? Now, you might be listening and thinking, what, me? Hope for something bad? No, (laughs) come on, no. Or maybe you're thinking, yeah, come on, they deserve it. Now, the thing for me is whenever I find myself hoping for something bad, I try to take a step back from it and think, hey, what's going on here? And what I found most often in my case is that it kind of points to a need for forgiveness. So either I need to receive forgiveness or I need to give forgiveness to someone. Now, while we're taking this holistic view on hope, There's another thing that I think is really important to mention, and that is this. Having hope for something in the future opens us up to the possibility of being disappointed, and sometimes in a big way, and that has an effect on us. I really love Proverbs 13.12. It puts it like this. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Let's let that sit with us for a moment. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Very true. But when what we desire comes, it is a tree of life. That's awesome. And I really love Proverbs. Guys, if you haven't read Proverbs, definitely crack open a Bible and jump straight to Proverbs. It's full of so much wisdom. I love it. And let's jump back here to this again, because I love the way it acknowledges that hope can be deferred and what effect it has on us. Sometimes if we have this hope and we don't get what we hope for, and then we have that happen again and again, maybe in different areas of our lives, it can damage us. It has a cumulative effect and almost kind of can, can make it difficult to hope again. And that's this heart sickness. It's like it... It's like a disease that kind of corrodes and spreads. It says to me that we need to be careful. But on the flip side, okay, a tree of life. I mean, this is full definition. We're talking about full life. So, I mean, when there's hope, this is exactly what we want. We want, I mean, you want, I want a tree of life in my life. And that's the thing about hope, right, is that tree of life. So amazing. Now, you may be thinking, yeah, 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 tree of life sounds great. 
but hard sickness sounds terrible. Like I will definitely want to avoid anything to do with heart sickness, right? And I get it. Um, and you may be thinking, like, why, why even hope? Why do we hope? And it's a really good question. Why do we, as human beings, have hope? Why do we hope at all? I think something behind hope, kind of, if you take a step further or, or you dig deeper beneath the hope, is a desire for change. We hope that something will happen because of the effect that thing is going to have on our lives. We hope that it will have an effect and change something in our lives. And there's something about recognizing that something isn't right. So I hope that something will happen that will have an effect of kind of correcting it or moving it in a better direction. And I think that's what lies behind hope, I think. And I think that that's part of our nature as human beings. We, we desire to grow, to improve, to do things better than we did in the past and to have a full life. Like there is that desire within us. So hope is part of what gives us that kickstart drive to move with purpose towards something, the expectation that it will happen and so that, that excitement that we move with and I think that's why hope is such an intricate part of life. And there are things in our lives that if left unchanged will affect the fullness of the life that we live. So for example, if I continue to sit down for 95% of my day for the next 20 years, I may find that it is more difficult for me to move about after that period of time. And it affects the options of the things that I can do. Like maybe I can't go hiking anymore or I can't go, you know, cycling or anything like that. And so it will impact the life that I will go on to live. And that's why hope is so important because it can be a very good driving force that helps us to change things in our lives as we go. And so you may be thinking, okay, so how do we do this hope thing where we lean more, as hard as possible, towards the tree of life side and as far away from the heart sickness side? And that is the goal, definitely. We want that tree of life experience. And so the question that really helps me when I'm looking at how do I make sure I'm leaning more towards the the, the the tree of life experience, is looking at what is the source of my hope? Where is my hope? Now, that's a really interesting question to me because it makes me think. And when I think about it, what I see is that hope doesn't just spontaneously spring up within a person. No, it has a source, or maybe even better described as a vehicle. You know, it has something that kind of kickstarts the hope and carries it all the way through to the end when what we desire comes, right? Now, as I look around, I see that it's possible for us as people to have our hope in a huge range of different things. And you can tell what a person's hope is in because if that thing was suddenly taken away or they were no longer able to access it or they didn't possess it anymore, they would lose hope. And you can kind of tell. And so some of the things that we could have our hope in are things like our possessions, our money, 
Or maybe it's our qualifications or the degrees that we have or hold. Or it could be a position, a title, maybe a role, maybe being CEO or director of a company or being president or prime minister or being a celebrity somewhere in society. Or maybe we could have hope in institutions, things like schools, universities, colleges, uh, companies, governments. Or maybe our hope is in things like nature, you know, the natural passage of time. There's this general hope that Okay, as things progress, there's a natural progression that seems to be at work in nature that hopefully as it moves, things improve, right? Or maybe we could have hope in ourselves. Maybe it's things like our abilities or our looks or some talents that we have. Maybe we can run or we're athletic or we can paint or direct or create films or whatever it is. Or we could have hope in other people. I know there's some people who have hope in the next generation, right? There's some this, this, this hope that the generation that is coming after my generation will do better than we did. And, that, and we can have hope in people in that way, in like a group of people. Or we can have hope in specific individuals. And, you know, the hope that we have is dependent on, you know, who they are, how we know them, all this kind of stuff. Like we can have hope in so many different things. And what affects our hope is basically experience and like people's is what we hear about the different things and the experience that we have or what we know about them. So like, for example, you know, a university, maybe my hope is in going to this university. If I come out with a degree from that university, I'll get the kind of job that I desire, right? So I'm hoping I get into this university because it has this track record and this is what the people who graduate from here typically go on to do. So it's similar with a person, like the more we know who that person is and we know what they're capable of, when they do give us that hope, then we're more sure because we know, okay, they're capable of doing this, they're capable of doing that. So it's something that, it's a person that I can have hope in because they will deliver on what they're aiming for, what they're planning to do, what they've promised. Now, as we've said, when you put your hope in something or someone, it does involve risk, right? There is a risk that we won't receive what we desire, that the hope won't be fulfilled. And so there is that risk. But I think even a little bit beyond that, the sort of worst scenario is when we do put our hope in something or someone that seemed sure, that we felt confident in before, and then they let us down, or maybe they appear to let us down. And the effect that has on us is so much worse than if we just sort of put our hope in something kind of 50-50. You know what I mean? And so what do we do in that scenario? You know, it reminds me of the story of a man named Job in the Bible uh, who was described by God as being an upright, righteous, amazing, like, dude. He, God was literally saying there's nobody like him in the whole world. Now, that is a huge, like, I mean, that's, that's big praise, you know? If God is saying there's nobody like this guy, that means he was really something special. And what happened to him? He had, he was rich. He had all the things that made people rich in those days, cattle, donkeys, oxen, camel, whatever it was, sheep, goats, uh, land, everything. He had 10 children, seven sons, three daughters. 
They were all known to be very beautiful and handsome and all this stuff. And he loved God. And so what happens in his life is just so puzzling. You're like, whoa, calamity strikes everything that he owns in one single day. Like literally one after the other, someone comes in with a bad report saying like raiders just came from this part of the land and stole all your camels and killed everyone else. And then someone else comes in while that one is still speaking. Someone else comes in and says like, oh, um, some other raiders came from this other part of town and stole all your sheep and killed all your servants. And then someone else comes in while they're speaking. And you can imagine everything happening like that. And then someone else comes in and says, oh, while your children were having a party in one of their brother's houses, like a huge whirlwind came and like knocked everything down and they all died. And you're like, whoa. And this guy is completely devastated, right? Like he's just broken. And you can imagine, especially, especially when we experience loss and the loss of loved ones, like your family or close friends or, you know, that kind of loss, it can really have a huge impact on us and our ability to hope. And you can see the story. Job lost all hope. And he tore his clothes. He was mourning. He didn't even like hide it. He was like, no, I am bitter. I am depressed. I'm sad. And he just sat there and he was just wishing that life would just end. And to make it worse, he became sick. And then his friends came, three friends from around different parts of town came and they sat with him silently for seven days and they cried and they cried and they cried. And then they tried to kind of cheer him up in a way, but they didn't really succeed. And then this younger guy that was a friend of his came around and and really just encouraged him saying, look, like you do love God. You know, God is good. God is faithful. He tried to remind him of who God is. But it's so difficult. It was so impossible for Job to see that goodness of God. To see, like, how do you even see that when you're in the midst of these circumstances? And that's why it's so important who we surround ourselves with. When we need hope, when we're not able to actually get it from the sun, you need someone who is filled with hope to almost kind of hold your hand through those moments. And so who is around you? Are the people around you also people filled with hope at various times so that you can help each other out? And the amazing thing about having good friends, it doesn't matter their age. This guy was younger than Job, and he was younger than all the other three friends that came and unsuccessfully um, tried to cheer Job up. And so we have an open mind about who our friends are and, and, and where they come from and, and how old they are and all this kind of stuff because hope can come from any direction, any time. And there are times when we're not going to be in any sort of shape or form to take hold of hope or to, to, to put hope anywhere or to, to even respond to a trigger of hope. And it wasn't until God spoke to Job in the midst of his suffering and the despair and all the bitterness, he was wishing that he would die because he just couldn't bear the pain of losing everything. And God spoke to him and comforted him. And he restored everything that he had lost. And even 
twice as much. And it's said that, so Job eventually regained all his wealth and everything. He had 10 more children. And it was says of his daughters that they were the most beautiful in all the land. Now, yes, Job was restored, but it doesn't erase the experience of the bitterness of soul, right? And, and I think just want to just say, like, for all of us listening and, and who we may have or may know someone who has been through an experience where they have, ex- you know, that bitterness of soul is the end result of they're wishing that life would just end almost. And I just think just be there. Be next to them. Be there. Be supportive. Um, be sensitive. Let's choose our words well. Let's just try to support people because life happens to all of us, every one of us, whether you know God and whether you don't know God. Like God doesn't put a bubble around the people that He that know Him and say, "Oh, you know, n- n- nothing's ever going to happen to these people." We all live in the same world, so we need to have grace and 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 understanding compassion for all the people around us based on what they've, they've they've experienced and you know and and sometimes we may not understand people's perspective because we don't know what they've been through and it's always important if we do have the opportunity to find out before we start trying to sort of spring into inspiring people to hope so you know if one of the people listening today has been through one of those really difficult experiences i'm so sorry and I understand the difficulty in sort of hearing someone go, oh, you need to have hope. Oh, you need to have hope. And what I just pray is that God surrounds you with people that can have hope on your behalf until you're able to um, on your own again. And that healing, that healing will come. It, 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 the past doesn't get erased, but God can heal the scars from those experiences. And that's what I pray. And, you know, the turning point in Job's life wasn't really the point where his young friend spoke to him. Like, that helped. But it was when God spoke to him. And that's when the change began to happen. And that's when the transformation. And then he, he continued to obey God, even when things were difficult, even when he didn't feel like it. And it's that moment when we get a word from God. That's the, it's the source of hope. Like God who created everything, all that we see, including us. If we get his word, we can be sure that he's capable of fulfilling what he says. Some time ago now, I was really praying for someone to get healed from, you know, what they were suffering from. Um, they weren't well. I was praying they'll be saved. Just, just really praying. And I got news that the person had passed away. And in that moment, it felt like I just was drained of all hope. Like all the other things that I was praying for, I just felt, oh, can I really be praying for those things even? 
Like it, it was such, it was like a, a a deflation of the gut almost, and I was just kind of like ah, oh. and I went and I just. You know, I had to st- pause everything I was doing. I had to stop and I just went up and I just prayed. And I just thought, look, I don't know what to do. So I just prayed. And while I was praying and crying to God and just being like, you know, why is this happening? The, the, the questions that most of us who experience this kind of thing always ask. Um, and God said to me, and there's this thing about when God speaks. God said to me, he said, believe me, I told you in my word that when you pray, believing, that I hear you and I answer you, believe my word. And I didn't feel better instantaneously, (laughs) I must confess, but as that word from God began to sort of, you know, meander around within me, and in my mind and in my heart, I began to have hope again. And there's just something about that word coming from God, from someone who is capable and trustworthy that can revive or rekindle hope that has been lost. And that was my experience. And we mustn't be too hard on ourselves, you know? Like, sometimes it's possible that we're just not able to see the signs of hope, even though there's signs of hope all around. Um, You know, I'm reminded of the story of Jesus and the disciples. And the disciples were people that Jesus met along the way, and he said to them, follow me. And they you know, left everything. They left their families, they left their homes, they left their old jobs, and they just picked up and followed him. And they they saw, you know, various, at various times, Jesus did various miracles that sort of made them see, wow, this person, Jesus, is someone who I can entrust my hope in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so there was something about Jesus that they all saw that said was like, I'm going to leave everything and follow this guy. And like, I really have high hopes that he's going to be the one that we've been waiting for to sort of redeem Israel. Like that was the hope and the desire that they all had at the time. And so it's, um, it's really interesting to see that they walked with Jesus. They saw him do all sorts of miracles, heal lepers, heal the blind, heal the lame, heal the sick from all kinds of things. He even cast out like unclean spirits. And at a few points, quite a a few times actually, he raised the dead. He raised people from the dead. So they're walking with Jesus for like three years and they see him do all these amazing things. And so they're seeing like, yeah, this guy is really a capable guy. Like he says he's the life. He's actually the life. He raises people from the dead. Like he says he's the truth. He speaks and people are like transformed. All right, this guy is legit. And they get to a point where Jesus starts talking about, oh, I'm going to be killed and I'm going to have to die at the hands of all the religious leaders. But don't worry, I'll be raised again after three days. And they're, and they're, and they're like, 
some, somehow they miss the bit of being raised again. And, and, he, and, he, and he does that. He drops these clues around that point to hope and say, don't worry, there's a good hope afterwards. But they're very focused on, like, dying? How, how, how is our savior going to die? That, that, that doesn't work. So he didn't really register with them. And sometimes they, they just missed it. And Jesus said to them things like, oh, don't worry. When I'm raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Like he's even telling them where he's going to be after he's raised from the dead. And they miss it again. Like, because what happens when Jesus is arrested and captured and, uh, and tried? And they, you know, bring all these false witnesses against him and they, they, they somehow manage to convince the crowd to set free a, like, terrorist guy who is a known murderer and crucify Jesus. Then all the disciples are scattered. They go back there, you know, and, and he's, he's dead. He's in a tomb. He's buried. And so they go back. Some of them even go back to what they used to do. Some of them went fishing. And it was just like they were devastated. They lost all hope. They thought this was the guy in whom... I'm putting all my hope. And then they got really massively disappointed because he died. And they were like, what? I thought you were going to be the one to transform everything. And you, 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 know, you can almost be like, oh, come on, guys. You should have seen all the signs. But sometimes it's just very difficult. And there's a whole group of them and they all missed it. It's very difficult to see signs of hope or to recollect you know, sources of hope in times of great difficulty and sorrow. And that's what was happening. The disciples were going through. But thankfully, Jesus does not, Jesus doing what he said he's going to do doesn't depend on whether we have hope or not. And so he did rise from the grave. And he did appear to the disciples who were a period of 40 days, teaching them things about the kingdom of God. And they were like, wow. And then, and then you can see the difference. Like these guys who were dejected enough to like go back and start doing what they used to do. They had completely lost all hope in Jesus. And then suddenly, like, you know, a couple of months later, they're back in the, in the, in the temple, in the scene, talking to the, the, the same crowd that sort of said, crucify Jesus. They're talking about Jesus and saying, Jesus is the Savior, Jesus is the Savior. So they had that transformation when, Je when they saw Jesus was risen from the dead. And it's that kind of assurance that whatever he said now, I can trust because, so it, I can put my hope in him because this guy's legit. Like, he's the real deal. He can do what he says. And Jesus said something amazing, which gives me so much hope. He said, look, I'm going away to prepare a place for you in my father's house. And I'm like, what? Yes. Like, I mean, like that, that is so much hope for future, for like eternity. You're like, no, Jesus is preparing a place for me in heaven right now. And we don't only have hope for eternity in Jesus, but we also have hope for this life. Jesus said, he gives us power. He equips us to live well in this life, in this world. And so that we're not overcome by evil, but we can overcome evil with good and we have the power to do so. And that's just amazing. So it's like, not only do I have hope for eternity, I've also got hope for right now. And every situation that I face, I know like, oh, you know what? You know what? I've got this hope. I can walk with that confidence and I can, you know, that purpose and just keep going and trust like my hope is in a tree of life place, you know? And so because he said, I'm going to rise from the dead and he rose from the dead and he, all the things he said he can do, he did. You're like, all right, I can trust this guy. I can put my hope in this guy. And it's so amazing, you know? So I, I'm, just, I'm just super excited um, to 
know that my hope is in Jesus and he's super capable of doing everything he says he's going to do. And it's like, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, and, and, that, and that's kind of, I'm, I'm sure that that hope is going to be the tree of life kind of hope. And I just find that, you know, whenever I remember that, whenever I'm reminded of that hope and I, and I have that, it gives me such joy, confidence, it, like, you know, the boost, the everything. And you can have the same hope today, right now. You can also, like me, put your hope in Jesus. And it's just amazing. And another simple thing that we can do, really, is also, with each other, play our part. There's this, there's this thing of, you know, if, if people can have hope in us, if they can trust us with our word, if, if we say things that we intend to and know we can do and, and, and do the things that we've said that we will do, even better late than never, it still encourages people to have hope. Um, so, you know, we can, we can do that. We can encourage each other with give, being sources of hope for each other as well in our lives. And I think it's also important that we pay attention to each other. Like sometimes when people lose hope, or m- many times I think when people lose hope, you can tell the clues are in their words. The clues are in their words and the way in which the language changes from, from usual. So, so we need to pay attention to our friends and, and, and listen out for the times when they may need support and be there to support them. And also, if we're the ones going through the storm, like we're going through the, 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 the real mess of life and we're not able to find hope, like if we're able to, we just reach out to friends and be like, you know what? I need support now. I, I need help. And hopefully friends, loved ones, families, you know, uh, they'll come around and they'll support and they'll, they'll be that source of hope and, and, and that, that we need in the time when we're not able to, to have hope within ourselves. And so I think that that's really important. And it's looking out for each other, being a community where we're like watching out and, and paying attention so that we're ensuring that we're all well and we're all sort of able to somehow at some point have inputs of hope even if not necessarily within us but at least around us so what are you hoping for and most importantly what is the source of your hope what's the vehicle that's carrying your hope and is it reliable and I just think that, you know, we can, we can learn, we can know, we can, from experience, test and see that things are, this is reliable, that's not reliable, and, and, and begin to change our choices so that we tip the scale of our hope experience more towards that tree of life, right? That, that, that's where we want, like, as far away from the heartache and as close to the tree of life as possible. And guys, I just, I just think it's so amazing. So I hope that wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, I hope you have a blessed day, like a really good day, a really blessed week, and a really blessed year as well, like like one where you are able to flourish. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Guys, have an awesome day, and see you next time. So that you might have life.